it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, welcome to New Horizons for this week. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. Once again, the focus is on Blind Citizens Australia. Last week we spoke with Sally Orish about the upcoming BCA Connect event and Stephen Belbin about the upcoming Aboriginal Blind Persons Forum. We look a little further ahead this week. We're speaking with John Simpson, President of Blind Citizens Australia. Also joining us is Emma Benison, CEO. John, firstly, the annual general meeting is uh, about to be announced uh, and it's coming up in uh, about two months' time. That's right, Vaughan. Yes, the AGM comes up on the 28th of November, Saturday the 28th. And of course, this year it'll be a completely online event uh, using... uh, the Zoom technology, which uh, allows all of our members to participate from wherever they are in the country. Uh, and of course, uh, why do you say it's a couple of months to that, Vaughan? It's a lot closer to when we start to think about the election of directors and members to the National Policy Council. And that is extremely important. We'll talk about uh, who's up for re-election and uh, what positions on the NPC uh, need to be covered very shortly. But uh, is there anything else expected for the AGM this year aside from the elections? I think, Vaughan, the only thing of a policy nature, which we will uh, deal with at the AGM, uh, many people would know that earlier in the year uh, when the pandemic set in, we took a decision not to charge a membership fee, uh, the usual $20 joining fee for people wanting to join the organisation. We proposed to put a resolution to the uh, annual general meeting, which uh, uh, we can do under the conditions of our constitution, uh, to set the fee for the uh, foreseeable future at zero. So, in fact, that uh, provision not to charge a membership fee will continue into the future. Apart from that, it's pretty much the usual reporting, uh, the uh, tabling and presentation of the annual review, the directors and finance report, of course, the results of the election process, an update on the uh, Jeffrey Blythe Foundation, which is uh, a fantastic support organisation to BCA, And uh, pretty much that's the formalities of what will be a meeting of about an hour and a half or so uh, on Saturday the 28th, starting at midday Eastern Australian summertime. And just to uh, to clarify for people and put their minds at rest, when we talk about making the uh, membership fee zero, it's something we've been doing for uh, several months now. In reality, from uh, from BCA's financial position, it doesn't really have a significant impact, does it? We've charge $20 uh, as a joining fee for members for pretty much all of the time since BCA was incorporated back in 1978. And uh, of course, the dollar value of that is uh, diminished greatly. BCA takes the view, Vaughan, that it's there to serve the needs of all Australians who are blind or vision impaired. And of course, to that end, Uh, as the membership fee isn't part of or a significant part of our income uh, stream, uh, we want to make it as easy as possible for people to join the organisation. And that's certainly been borne out over the last uh, six months or so. 
I estimate, uh, and these are not official figures, but I estimate that we've had close to 150 new members in that time. Mm. I think it's a really good step it's... forward and uh, something that BCA mm. should be congratulated for. I think membership fees really are, uh, if they're not something that an organisation is relying on, then what's the point of them? So congratulations on that and uh, let's hope it passes. It's it's far more important to have people committed to the organisation, Vaughan, than it is to get their $20. Absolutely right. Mm. And speaking of people being committed to the organisation, there have been a number of people serving on the BCA board for the last few years, some of whom are up for election at the uh, at the AGM. John, you're not one of them, though. <laughs> no, my, my term runs for another 12 months. Um, but uh, those who come up for election uh, at this year's AGM... Um, include uh, uh, Fiona Woods, Prue Watt, Helen Ferris, and Mick Baker's term comes to an end. And um, it's um, it's worth uh, noting at this stage, Vaughan, that Mick has advised that he won't be restanding. So uh, there are four vacancies, three directors who uh, have every... Uh, intention as i understand it to restand and of course the uh, the need to fill that fourth position mm. well it is a shame that mick's not restanding but uh, best of luck to him in his future endeavors and perhaps we'll try and get him on the program uh, sometime before the agm and before he leaves the board yeah look mick's done a fantastic job um uh, particularly in the finance area. He's chaired our finance audit and risk management committee over the last uh, 12 months or so and uh, been a member of it for much longer than that and really has made a major contribution in developing the work of that committee, which is far more than just monitoring the income and expenditure of the organisation. It also includes risk management and, of course, uh, this uh, year, uh, the whole uh, dynamic around the pandemic has meant that we've had to think very much about risk management and business continuity, and Mick's made a major contribution in those areas. Mm. BCA has uh, in recent years been well known for its uh, exemplary uh, election processes, and uh, last year particularly was uh, was very well regarded by all who took part. Uh, can you give us some understanding as to what will happen this year in terms of electing the uh, the new directors? Um, let me just say, Vaughan, that uh, um, as people are listening to this, the notice of the annual general meeting, so the formalities of the call for nominations and the election, details of the election process uh, will be with members within the next few days from when they hear this. Um, but perhaps, Emma, you've got more details about what's happening with the actual uh, election process and the, the telephone voting again. Yeah, so um, I think it's really important to make the point that um, BCA um, has now removed the requirement for um, signatures on nomination forms. So that's the first, um, I guess, important step that we've taken to making sure our election processes are fully accessible. Um, and what that means is that people can um, submit their forms um, uh, completely electronically um, or in whatever way works best for them. And then we can verify uh, the nominator and seconder um, as needed. Um, and then in terms of voting, um, we now offer um, telephone and SMS um, voting. And SMS voting, I should add, is particularly um, important for people who are deafblind, who um, we very much want to make sure um, are included 
in in the process of voting for our um, directors and NPC members. Um, the telephone voting process um, is administered by uh, an independent returning officer, so it's not administered by me as company secretary or any other BCA staff member. Uh, it's an independent person who's not a BCA member and um, people can uh, call up and, and cast their vote. Um, their their um, name is marked off the uh, electoral roll and then they're um, offered the opportunity to vote and um and there's also a voicemail feature, which means that um, if if uh, when you call the returning officers on another call, you can leave a message and um, and they will get back to you. So um, it worked very well last time. Um, I think uh, you know it would be great to see as as many people participate as possible um, in the voting process. Obviously, um, BCA is our organisation. And it's really important that all of us as members of BCA um, actually do what we can to contribute um, to the process of electing our directors and um, MPC members. So um, would encourage everybody to um, have a look at the voting instructions, um, assuming, of course, that we do have to have an election um, this, this year. Um, but those voting instructions will... Uh, when they come out, we'll provide um, a great deal of detail about how you cast your vote. So um, definitely keep your eye out for those. Let's take a step back then. Uh, firstly, the notice of the AGM and presumably the call for nominations will be coming out over the next little while. Uh, mm -hmm. How long do people then have to submit their nominations and what would you expect the process to be from there? So Vaughan, the... Uh Notice of the AGM will be in the mail to people by the 28th of September. Um, I'm a bit hesitant to suggest when people might actually receive it because we know that there are significant delays with the postal system uh, at the moment. Um, but there are 14 days then for someone to uh, uh, put in a nomination, either for nomination for election as a director or a member of the National Policy Council in New South Wales, the ACT, Tasmania or Western Australia. They're the vacancies this year. And at the end of that period, we then prepare a second mail out to go to members, which gives them information about candidates and the fine details of that voting procedure that Emma's just talked about. Uh, and uh, by early November, the voting period uh, commences. There are two weeks uh, then for people to cast their vote, uh, ending about a week before the AGM on the 28th. I think it's on the Monday before that that the voting closes. So there's time to uh, actually tally up the results and so forth. And they're announced at the AGM on the 28th. Now, many people who uh, might be thinking about being elected to the BCA board or the NPC may well not have served on a committee before. Um, I remember last year there were some teleconferences uh, open to people who were considering nominating. Is that going to happen again this year? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're very committed to giving people the opportunity uh, not only to hear from um, current directors and NPC members about what it's actually like to um, serve as a as a board member or an NPC member, um, but also to give people the opportunity to ask questions of those people or of John or, or myself um, 
just about, you know, what is what is the level of commitment? What are the expectations? What support is available? Because I think that's extremely important for people to understand that there is support and training available. We don't expect people to, um, you know, to know everything um, about, you know, how to be a board member or an MPC member when they join. Um, so we will be holding two um, pre-election teleconferences. Um, so the dates of those teleconferences are the 6th of October at 2pm and the 7th of October at 8pm. So essentially there'll be information about those teleconferences provided um, in the notice of AGM that will come out to you in the next week or so. And um, you can or you'll need to register to attend by calling BCA. Excellent. John and Emma, thanks very much for joining us on the program once again. And uh, if we don't speak to you before the AGM, best of luck with it. Thanks, Thank Vaughan. Don't forget, BCA Connect is coming up on the 17th of October. There's still plenty of time to register. Have a look at the BCA website to find out how you can do that. The BCA website is www.bca.org.au. BCA.org.au. If you'd like to ring BCA, 1-800-033-660 is the number. 1-800-033-660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. BCA at bca.org.au. Do take care. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization of a dream. Of our dream.